0: Good evening, Disney fans. Welcome to the DPI Podcast. I am Matt, and today is the 16th of March, and we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to do our normal news and notes show, but there isn't really a whole lot going on right now. Um, So there's only like four items we're really going to touch, but we're also going to jump into kind of what's happened in the past year. We're kind of celebrating the one-year anniversary of Disney shutting down for COVID, And, you know, we're going to talk about what they're doing well, what they aren't doing so well, and what we're looking forward to uh, here in the near future as restrictions are lifted. So I have Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel with me again tonight, and we are going to talk about that right after we talk about our social media accounts. So social media accounts, uh, Facebook, you found us tonight at DPI podcast over on Twitter at Disney insights. Those are the two accounts where we are definitely the most active. Um, From there, we do have YouTube, Instagram, a ton of other things. So definitely find one of those accounts and then you'll find links to everywhere else, especially look out for our YouTube and our website here over the next month. We are going to be releasing a ton of content as we try and kind of flood, um, flood the content that we've got onto the internet and um, just kind of see where it goes. So with that being said, I'm going to bring on Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. Hey, Peter, how you doing tonight?
1: Doing good, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Another, another Tuesday night, some more Disney news. Um, so let's start out on the travel side release this morning. Uh, they, Disney's having a sale on the wilderness campsites. Um, basically April through the end of May. Do you want to go over that discount real quick? Uh, you just, you just said it.
1: You can get a campsite discount through, uh, April and May. <laughs> it was, uh, it was funny because we're going to go down there for spring break and uh, that was one of the the places I thought about going because it's, uh, you know, if you're a camper, if you have an RV, if you think about going to, you know, one of those like Rent America RV sites, um, if you want to just try camping out, uh, the Disney campground at Fort Wilderness is just, it's just a phenomenal campground. It really is just, it's exactly what you expect, Disney having a campground so the campgrounds gonna have all the amenities you can ever imagine splash pad pool pool with a slide uh, late night bonfire every single night over by the pool area um, just just a really 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 great experience um, internal bus service brings you up to the front or down to the boat docks where you can ride a boat over to magic kingdom uh, so if you are a wilderness lover and enjoy camping, then never a time like now to to grab a campsite and and head on over to Disney. so.
0: Yeah, and it sounded like um, this this discount, 20% off basically from the tent camping sites all the way up through the luxury RV sites. The only thing that really wasn't included were the cabins. Um, so if you were looking at getting one of those cabins, which can be a steal at times for larger families, um, the cabins are not included with this discount this time. But in, in the future, you know, they do run discounts quite often. Um, and the cabins sometimes are... of those discounts. So definitely something to look at. So, uh, first real piece of news decoration began last week on Cinderella's castle for the 50th anniversary. They're putting in a whole lot of like peg studs so that they can hang all this decoration around Cinderella castle. And so far it looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, if you are going down for spring break, it looks like they're trying to do all of at least the crane work after hours. So that's been a good sign, because normally, if you're going down there for spring break, you're getting some kind of crane activity around the castle. But they are repainting the peaks again, um, hanging all these decoration. And if you have seen a picture of it, it's a lot of additional gold trim, a lot of gold and purple iridescent coloring. So really cool, getting ramped up for the 50th over at Magic Kingdom, along with Main Street Bakery and the Main Street Train Station and (laughs) everything else that's kind of closing down and getting refurbed and getting spruced up for the 50th. Uh, Another big thing that's released last week was the launch of My Magic Mobile. Um, And this is something that Peter and I had kind of talked about what are you shaking are you just looking at your shot trying to figure
1: it out yeah it's just it's just not working for me tonight I just <laughs> I keep trying to like do all sorts of things I keep trying to like adjust stuff and try to get the shot that I'm looking for it's just not working I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. To work.
0: I mean if we would have if we would have known you were coming on you know before 20 minutes before the show we probably would have
1: <laughs> well I just started golf season this week so I just got home from the golf course I got over the golf course, looked down on my phone. I was like, oh, it's almost seven. Oh, Matt will probably want me on the podcast.
0: About a minute later, you text going, you coming on the podcast? I was like, "Sure." I just got home for
1: today. Might as well.
0: (laughs) So my Magic Mobile. So uh, I guess this is a a good thing in the fact that it isn't initially going to be that Disney genie that they were touting last year. Um, But it is a step in the mobile direction where you're going to be able to use the your cell phone and uh looks like your apple watch as well as sort of an equivalent to a magic band uh do you have anything to add on to that peter
1: no not in terms of how it acts um i was surprised i I guess pleasantly surprised that uh that it would immediately integrate into the watch. I think you and I have speculated before, and I don't know if we speculated on the show, but I know you and I discussed it while we were at the park a few weeks ago about the concept that it already knows that I'm in approximate vicinities to be able to like let me check in for a restaurant or claim a mobile order. I said it's only a matter of time before this is my park ticket and my fast pass and, and everything else like that. So I guess I was surprised that in the immediate iteration of it, that they're going to have Apple watches. Um, and then, you know, you just, you just kind of theorize that that probably means that Fitbits are not far off and, you know, and then just trickle down into all the other all the other types of watches that are app enabled that you could possibly buy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I we, we kind of joked about it at the park because you actually didn't wear your Apple Watch. I did. And you kept looking for your time on your magic band while we were there. Yeah. Uh, and I kept yeah. trying to scan I'd be my... like what
1: time is Oh, it's still Mickey's. <laughs>
0: and I kept trying to scan my Apple Watch to get into places. So, uh... Um, we're going to get the the best of both worlds there. Um, I guess the big thing that kind of with this, and and I had noticed that there was an update to my Disney experience last week. And one of the things that I noticed was that the expansion of the, my cues page happened again. It wasn't just isolated to rise of the resistance. It was, you could book multiple cues. Now nothing else was there yet, but, it, it has the verbiage now. It takes you to a different screen. And now it's it, it's kind of getting ready for the addition of more rides. Um, and we had talked last week about with Ratatouille opening in uh, October. Is that something that's going to go to a virtual queue? And what else could go to a virtual queue relatively fast? So, you know, you've got Tron coming. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got Remy's Adventure you already have rise of the resistance. There's four rides right there that I think are going to go straight to virtual queue. And I think that may be how Disney gets rid of fast pass is adding additional virtual queues around the park. I hope not. Well, I think, I think you can still do it in sort of a fast passy way. um, where, A resort guest could do three virtual queues prior to getting to the park. Now, you may have restrictions on, you know, your top tier rides, but you could do your virtual queues before you even got to the park. And then once you've exhausted your virtual queues through the day, then you get to add additional virtual queues.
1: You just described the fast pass system.
0: I did without it being a fast pass because that's
1: that's the issue. Like, I don't, I don't, I hope not. Um, I get the virtual queuing and you and I have speculated that like the virtual queues would be around for, for Remy, especially because they don't want to just flood that area with people. So the same way you don't flood rise of the resistance, you let a limited number of people have, have a ticket to it. Um, But I really hope not, because one of my favorite things about being a Disney planner is being able to piece together that fantastic vacation where the big ticket rides are squared away. They have their Fast Pass reservations for it. I've bundled them so that they're near one another in the park. Their meals are set at good times and even in like similar vicinities. I have always been a proponent of the more you plan for Disney, the more you can relax at Disney. The entire purpose of me being a Disney travel agent was my first trip to Disney. I didn't really understand what I was doing. And I spent the entire vacation frustrated because I felt like I was constantly spinning my wheels, walking all the way across the park, not having anything planned. And when you go down to Disney with a fast pass plan with your reservation book and a rough idea of everything else that you're going to do, then you can just relax, you yeah. just relax and enjoy your vacation. So, if now every morning or every day before or whatever, I have to book virtual queues, that frustrates me because, like, you talk about the most anxious thing, and this is even before this is before. Uh, The shutdown, the most anxious thing was Hollywood studio days, having to get there crazy early to ensure I was in the park as it opened at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. to get the Rise of Resistance virtual queue. It's just, I don't, I hope that's not what my Disney experience is going to become, that every morning I have to be up and on the app at 7 a.m. in order to grab the three rides that I want. I would think you'd have to do it every, every morning.
0: I, I think you could still do it at a a distance ahead of time, like sixty
1: days. That sounds good.
0: Yeah, like sixty days. I mean, just
1: so I mean, you, can, you can
0: model it almost exactly off of the fast pass system. Just do it in a virtual queue style, where you're not exactly picking your time, or maybe you get to pick like a return window of three hours instead of a return window of one hour.
1: See and I could I could see potentially the fast pass system changing to where you, you can select like two, but they only put like the top six rides at the park on there and they get rid of all the things like Winnie the Pooh and Dumbo and you know all of that stuff that you could get fast passes for previously. I could see something like that. I just don't want I hope that it does not turn into a system where I have to book every morning for every park there is something that I need to book.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I that, that would be that would be horrendous. That would be absolutely horrendous. You
1: know, if, you're using, if you're using the tag of virtual queue, the only experience we have on virtual queue right now is what they do with Rise of the Resistance. Correct. So, Correct.
0: And, and that, that's, I mean, with that being said, that's the only kind of frame of reference we have. Right. Now
1: I could see before pass comes back that they send some other rides towards virtual queuing. Like I already said, you can do Ratatouille, Rise of the Resistance, Seven Doors Mind Train, and Flight of Passage as virtual queues and make me get up and get a virtual queue for one thing per day.
0: I I, I could see that making sense. I mean, as long as you're just doing like the top tier rides and it's not like a a free-for-all with all the other rides, I think with that being said, though, you have to have a standby line. Well, Rise of the Resistance doesn't. Like I know, and and I think that's the one thing that people knock Rise of the Resistance on right now is you have to have that virtual queue or you don't ride it.
1: Correct. And if you're going to – so by saying the virtual queue is expanding, you're implying that the Rise of the Resistance experience will expand.
0: So yeah. I hope that yeah.
1: the virtual queuing resembles more of the Fast Pass and not more rise of the resistance experience
0: correct correct
1: so that's why when you were explaining i was like so you're explaining the fast pass system Got it. <laughs> like, sure if you want to change the name of the fast pass system i don't really care because honestly the fast pass system faked a lot of people out because they're used to oh so like i can pay an extra 80 dollars and have fast pass no no, no it's included. But it's not included at Six Flags. Yeah, I know, because they're not Disney. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do agree that changing the name of it might also alleviate some confusion. Because how many people didn't have FastPass and Book because they thought it was a $70 add-on service, the same way you'd get at Kings Island and Cedar Point and all of that stuff? Oh. Nope, nope
0: free of charge thank you disney uh so moving on let's talk a little bit about uh disney and covid it's been a year and a day now so actually today would have been the first day that disney was closed last year and and we've had some playful banter back and forth on twitter about some of the things that we did Uh, The day after the parks closed, Um, I know my family, we had a reservation at Ohana over at the Polynesian. So we rode the monorail over to the Polynesian and then we rode the monorail back and it was a strange sight to ride the monorail through the Magic Kingdom station, not stop, not see anybody in that front entrance area. Uh, and just go straight back to the Contemporary and just see monorails parked inside some of the hotels. And and just the general sense of not knowing what was going on. And it was, it was just kind of strange. And I kept a lot of the stuff like letters from uh, the staff at the Contemporary and, and letters from Disney and emails from Disney Cruise Lines and that kind of stuff. Because we were actually supposed to go on a cruise that week that Disney shut down as well. So it just it, it just a really weird time. So th- the first question I have for you Peter is kind of what what do you think Disney did well as far as reopening the parks? The parks that they have reopened because right now we've had Tokyo open and close we've had hong kong open and close we've had paris open and close we haven't had disneyland open yet um tell me are, about it what tell me about it <laughs> what 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 have they done well
1: well i i mean obviously just speaking to disney world um as it's the one that has been able to open and stay open i'm i am really impressed with the whole aspect of of reopening and keeping the guests entertained well safe all at the same time Um, i did notice that cast members were more willing to remind guests to get their masks back on than they were when i went in october when i went with you a couple of weeks ago they were they were more on that than they were in October, and um, and that's a good thing. You know, I'm not, that's not a that's not a knock. It's it's what it is. You know, like we had what was it? It was like a five year old or six year old walking us beside us with her mask off, and a lady came out, a cast member came out and said, "Hey, they need to have a mask on." And the mom goes, "Oh, and you had to come all the way from over there to tell me that." Yeah. You agreed to this. Okay? I don't care if you're an anti-master. Be an anti-master. But you agreed when you came to Disney to adhere to these policies. So don't blow the cast members crap because you literally to make a park reservation you have to click on every single one of them. I read the COVID waiver. And if you say you didn't read the COVID waiver, well, it doesn't matter because you clicked a legally binding agreement saying that you did as part of your park entry system.
0: Yeah, I mean, so- it, and it's been interesting to see the uptick in kind of altercations between cast members and guests here over the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, you know, um, the guy that just got
1: arrested for spitting at a security guard. And
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know they're 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 doing their job and again you you you're signing up to wear a mask at the parks don't don't screw it up
1: you are even if it doesn't even matter i'm going to be vaccinated by the time i go back for spring break i'm still going to wear a mask to the hold them I, I don't have any issue with doing that it's it's just a, it's it's a it is a way of the way things are right now so that that's just what it is you know and um So I think Disney's done a really, really impressive job, back to your original question, of spacing out the queue lines and figuring out what they needed to do to create that physical space. I mean, really, the logistics of take Kilimanjaro Safari that morning that we were in Animal (laughs) Kingdom. That thing came out of the Safari, came down the side of Africa, turned around the corner of Dawa Bar, went all the way over to Festival of the Lion King, used its queue line, and came back up the side and then turned up a bridge. Like that's, you've got to think of the planning that that takes to orchestrate a line of that magnitude and to see all the cast members arranging themselves to help facilitate traffic through and to keep the line correct. And, you know, you've got... You've got basically ride managers because of the way that they're dressed. They are clearly a supervisor in the management role. And they're sitting there focusing on queuing up the lines while getting customers and, and guests in the appropriate spots. It, I mean, it, it is really, really just impressive. Look at the line to Expedition Everest. Yeah. No, We queued up by, back by the Nemo musical building.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and and we queued up that far away and it was still only about a 15 minute wait. Wait. It it wasn't bad at all. So, you know, don't let the lines intimidate you when you see them. We've said that multiple times. Don't let those lines intimidate you and don't let the number intimidate you because a lot of times that numbers usually about 80% of what the actual wait time is. So if you see, if you see a 40 minute wait time, you're probably going to wait 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, the, the 40 is you're done off the ride and deciding what else you want to do in 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Disney's always kind of been that way. Um, but no, I, there's sanitation systems everywhere. There's obvious increased sanitation protocols. You can tell that is evident um, everywhere that you go in the park. The the distancing out, the mask policy, and, and making the guests adhere to it, i applaud Disney for all of those things because the honest truth is if they weren't, they wouldn't be open.
0: Correct. Correct. Um, You know, and I I think, you know, what they've done is they've communicated really well. You know, I I hated how long it took them to get to point a, you know, I I really thought that they could get to point a about a month earlier than they really did, but it it is what it is. You know, hindsight's 2020 and, you know, we, we can talk about that all we want. But when they did open, they have made relatively few changes to their opening day procedure. A few tweaks, but in in all reality, the changes that they've made is how do we support more capacity and still keep everybody safe? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the addition of some plexiglass in some of the rides, the the removal of plexiglass in some of the rides, um, I'm sure here soon you're going to see the changing of the distance of stickers um as the cdc guidelines are getting ready to change from six feet distancing to three feet distancing i think there's going to be a let's lot be honest,
1: though, let's be honest though. on a lot of those six foot stickers when you have a group of four or five if you stop on the next sticker you're about three feet
0: yeah yeah uh, i mean it, it is, it is what it is, but I also don't think those stickers that are in the rides are six feet apart either. I mean, some Dude, of them are eight, like
1: eight to
0: ten. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're giving you more than adequate space. As long as you're following those guidelines that they have set out for you. Um, you know, one of the things that, another thing that I think they, they've could have done better on is the addition of mobile ordering and takeout in some of their uh, hotel Restaurants oh, yeah. and and expanding the kind of the walk-up list and that kind of thing at some of their sit-down restaurants. Because I think there are a lot of reservations that are still being made that aren't being kept that when you only can run at 50% capacity, expanding that walk-up list a little bit more. I think makes a little bit more sense. And, you know, even if you have to wait once you get a a notification 15 minutes or so, you know, I think they can cater to more guests doing that. And when you have more guests in restaurants, you have less guests in ride lines, less guests in main thoroughfares and that kind of thing. You know, when you're talking about eating up capacity of crowd, you've got to have those indoor spaces open to eat up some of that capacity. So that's something that, you know, as you see capacity go up at the parks, I really think that you're going to have to see capacity go up at the restaurants. You're going to have to see uh, a change in how they're handling the rides. Like I said, if not putting more or more stickers in there to to bring the lines together, opening up different areas of the ride lines, that kind of stuff to, to eat up some of these crowds because you get to 40, 45% capacity at Magic Kingdom with the way that it's set up right now, you're not going to be able to get through some of those major bottlenecks. You know, you think about over by the Rapunzel bathrooms in front of Haunted Mansion, um, that bend at Liberty Square. Those are areas that are just going to be so overrun with people that it's just going to be hard to move around and it's going to feel like a holiday every day that they hit capacity at those parks.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, especially... The quick service, they need to get as they increase this capacity, they need to get some more some more quick service locations open again. Because, you know, if you wanna order, we ended up doing this. I realized this a couple of days in, that if we wanted to have a lunch to pick up at one, we better order it no later than eleven. Yeah. Because otherwise your options become really, really limited as to what you can get because you'll pull up the hot quick service restaurants to get food from and it'll be 1230 and you'll go next pickup line is 230. You're like, well, I'm hungry now. I don't want to wait two hours. Yeah. But, and and then you'll go, Oh, okay. Well, I guess at 1245 I can get this place. I didn't really want to eat there, but I guess, okay. Um, so increasing some capacity there as well, because like you said, you then walk in to pick up your food and there's like nobody waiting there for the food and there's plenty of seats available in the seating area and no, I don't think they're doing a bad job at it, but I do agree that it would be nice to open it up just a a bit more, get a little bit more dining, be a you know maybe a, maybe they're over cautious is the right word for for what it is right now.
0: Yeah, but I mean I I think you've got to think by October, they've got to be looking at like a 60% or higher capacity that, I mean, it's just, they've got to for it to make sense for them to kind of be blowing through and getting ready all this stuff for the 50th anniversary. Um, With that being said, where does, where does double the crowd go is my concern is, in in all reality, that's what you're doing to these parks. Is you're actually going to double the attendance that we're seeing right now at the parks, right? So and there's only so
1: long that you can wrap Seven Doors Mine Train back around to Little Mermaid,
0: yeah, and wrap yeah. Peter Pan
1: to a restaurant. And
0: then then with that being said,
1: goes, my God, one of the mansions is crazy. It goes down the ramp, up the ramp.
0: How do we get? And how do they get? fireworks and parades back i mean i am i am still shocked we haven't seen phantasmic back
1: yeah that one same with a lot of the live shows like phantasmic indiana jones beauty and the beast you talk about hollywood studios you can social distance those crowds you know you can you run that number of shows and and you social distance the crowds, and if people don't fit in, well, I guess they should have been there 20 minutes before the show instead of 10, instead of five. You know, it's just it's just what it is. You just reach yourself to capacity. But same thing, like you said, if I go sit down for an Indiana stunt show, you just pulled me out of the midway for 40 minutes.
0: Yeah. Huh? Yeah,
1: I mean So yeah, I know, especially Magic Kingdom. What what else can they do? Every attraction's open you know, outside of Enchanted Tales with Belle for obvious reasons. Man, they already have the lines absolutely sneaking through every creative nook and cranny that they can come up with. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, quick service restaurants. There's not a lot that's closed at Magic Kingdom. There are a couple things, but that's mainly because they're being used as ride lines.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, that's the big thing is you've got you've got uh, Columbia Harbor House, which is part of the Peter Pan ride line right now. The oh, other one that really I
1: didn't see
0: was Pinocchio House. Uh, Pinocchio House is open. Is it open? It didn't yeah. look like it was because I didn't see people. Uh, I open. ate there
1: in October, so I don't know. Maybe okay. it's changed. But I ate there in October. We had some flatbreads, and we looked out over Small World and waved at people.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, what am I thinking? We we ate there in December.
1: Yeah. I think Village doesn't... I don't... I'm hard-pressed. Besides, like, little snack stands, like Cheshire Cafe and other yeah. stuff like that. I know there's a couple of those still down, but outside of that, Columbia Harbor House is the only real quick-service restaurant that's down.
0: And they're actually using Tomorrowland Terrace to serve the food from Harbor House. So... You can get a lot of the, the same food from Harbor House over there now. Yeah, and at
1: Tomorrowland Terrace, yeah. And normally Tomorrowland Terrace wouldn't be open.
0: Yeah. Normally
1: yeah, I mean, Tomorrowland Terrace just serves all of those restaurants, and they just take the food down through the Utilidor up into all of those into those restaurants. Yep. I got a behind-the-scenes tour. I can tell you all about it.
0: <laughs> so, Casey's, Casey's,
1: the reason why Casey's does so much in hot dogs, they don't cook a single hot dog there. The only thing they cook at Casey's is the fries.
0: There you go. Pro tip from Peter. Yeah. Um, All of the hot dogs and
1: stuff are made in Tomorrowland Terrace and shipped over through the door.
0: So looking forward, you know, we've talked about how do we get fireworks, shows, parades back. We've got the 50th and the 50th is now kind of bearing down on us. We're getting into that six months out um with with the 50th. And if you want to go to the 50th or to Epcot, good luck. Um October 1st is going to be a big old cluster. And um apparently they're gonna allow park hopping. So good for them.
1: <laughs> I um I know that when Remy was announced to be opening October first. I made it vehemently known that I would not be going back. So I am proud to say that I stuck to my guns and I am not going back until October 18th.
0: Yeah. You're, you're giving it all of three weeks.
1: Okay. Right. But I'm not going to go October 1st. Okay. <laughs> I am going to be a man of principle and I will not go until October 18th. Well, I'm
0: glad, I'm glad you're standing up to the man and, and making that decision. Or standing that's up to right. the mouse, should I say?
1: Yeah, take them, Mickey.
0: <laughs> you don't own me. So Although the other I don't thing
1: says otherwise.
0: The other thing that we really know that's on the docket for October is Harmonious, and they're they're kind of full scale testing the three barges that they've got out in World Showcase Lagoon right now. Um, and we know that this show is scheduled for October because they're already selling corporate packages with specialty viewing for harmonious yeah. so um how tall is that middle
1: one like six stories or something like yeah that? it's
0: six 60 feet tall it's yeah. got That's four cool. arms um that sh- shoot lasers and um are, are going to be a water feature so very austin powers of them i want uh, them to
1: turn on the water feature because right now it's just a giant metal circle sitting in the middle of the lake <laughs> well turn the water feature on
0: I, I was uh, on my friendly Twitter banter. Um, somebody was talking about: Do they really want to suck the water out of World Showcase Lagoon that has how many years of illumination ash in it? Right, and and
1: send that up as a fountain. And on a windy day, you get the mist spray.
0: <laughs> you walk around, and you look like one of the creatures from Pirates of the Caribbean when you get back to the the mm-hmm. Germany pavilion.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a really good, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, uh so, they have filtration systems, right? Yeah. They yeah.
0: Fantastic filters. filtration systems. So mm-hmm. coming up on the DBI podcast over the next couple of weeks. Um, so you're watching us tonight, or at least one of you is watching us tonight. Thanks Shannon. Uh, <laughs> we have, God, what do we have coming up? This morning we had the audio for Epcot park detail series, go on Anchor. So definitely check that out if you haven't checked out the video. Check out the audio on Anchor or on Audible or on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or wherever you Spotify. Spotify wherever you digest your podcast, get over there, check that out. Definitely going to be fun. Um tomorrow we are releasing the Goofy Calvocade, um video. And we'll have a photo to release as well for photo Wednesday. Since I haven't hit photo Wednesday the last two weeks, I came in prepared this week and we are ready to go for the release tomorrow. Um, Saturday, we are going to release maybe Saturday, maybe not, um, a throwback to wishes from 2013, the full show of wishes from the magic kingdom in 2013. Uh, And we got all kinds of other fun stuff. The uh, Frontierland blog post is ready to go. Peter's working on additional lands in Magic Kingdom right now on the blog side. So just a ton of content coming out from the DPI podcast. And if you are looking to book, Peter's over there waiting on your call. Phones are available and he is ready to pick it up. I mean... And 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 take your two hundred dollars and put it towards your trip so that you have a hotel when you get down to Disney. So, I'll how pass about that? What? Go for it. How about just two real quick things?
1: How about that Southwest employee and the Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, my gosh. Little boy left a Buzz Lightyear on a flight. The Southwest employee found it, figured out who it belonged to because the kid had their name on the bottom, and made a custom package and sent it back to him with Buzz Lightyear posing all over the planes, pretending like he was doing recon. That was awesome since you're wearing the Buzzworthy Buzzworthy shirt. Yeah. And then uh, how about the class action lawsuit against Disney Cruise Line for the people who went on the cruises just before they canceled them, even though Disney said, we will give you a hundred percent rebooking. Let's talk about that. You look like you have an opinion on that, Matt.
0: Yeah. Uh, Again, I am, I am, I am so much for consumer choice, but when consumer has that choice, they have to suffer the consequences if they choose poorly. (laughs) Right, like,
1: and but in the lawsuit, they made it they they're like positing that Disney did not give them any other choice. Yet, from like beginning of February, Disney started saying, "We understand if you're not comfortable. So here's what we're gonna do for you," because they were already drawing back the cancellation fees and the rebooking stuff, and like. I don't know what leg these people think they're standing on, but plus, how are you going to definitively prove that you got it while on that cruise? Symptoms can develop themselves anywhere from two to 14 days later.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the hardest thing that they have is how how do they prove that?
1: When Disney doesn't have any record of any guests or employees on the actual cruise ship having symptoms, You cannot prove, especially because most of these people are from like Arizona and stuff. Uh Like, How are you going to prove that you didn't catch it at Orlando International later that stinking night?
0: Yeah, because that was one of the big things that happened real quick after kind of the park shut down is the TSA agents at Orlando were the ones that kind of were the first like marker that, hey, we're having a problem in Orlando there were TSA agents that were getting them your gate check agents and that kind of stuff that were, that were coming down with it. And that was where the big deal was not from people at Disney or not from people at universal. It was actually at the airport.
1: Right. And that's honestly the, the two times I've traveled to Disney since they reopened, I flew both times. My least comfortable time in all of it isn't even on the flight because by then everybody's masked up again and they're doing their thing. Yeah. It's in the airport because there are so many people who think they are above keeping themselves and other people safe for whatever reasons are in their mind. Like, be an anti-masker, but don't go to the store then. Order the stuff in. Like, you don't – I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that you would go, but I don't think it's effective. I don't care if you think it's effective. I don't – like – It doesn't matter what my personal opinion is. It's just simply something that I'm supposed to do right now in order to keep myself and others safe. So I don't care if it's supposed to be effective, even if it's it's not effective. It's something you have to do right now to go into a business. You
0: what? It's something you have to do right now to go into a business. If the business requires it, it's just like wearing a pair of pants into a business or wearing shoes. If
1: if I don't think it's effective, what does it hurt me to wear it?
0: That's it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That, that, so, that's, that, that's the problem right there. Is it, what does it hurt? I mean, even if you don't agree with it, what does it hurt?
1: So you're going right. like run into
0: the damn store for five minutes, put on a damn mask, go into the store. And now you're not pissing anybody off. You're just going into the store with a mask.
1: Right. Instead of getting the dirty look and the dirty look and the snide remark and the yeah,
0: yeah exactly.
1: approached by like, you're, you're basically sitting there going, I can't wait So when somebody says something to me so that I can be confrontational about it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well on that, on that happy note, we're going to end the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank everybody for watching us tonight. Thank you. If you want to find us on Facebook at DPI podcast on Twitter at Disney insights, if you want to go over to the travel side um, on Facebook at P A T M Disney tra- travel, and you can uh, send him an instant message on the Facebook page and he will respond to you and get the ball well rolling for any travel needs that you may have. Uh, well, I imagine that is, I'm is audible. Peter from princesses the mouse Disney travel and definitely check us out on audible now we are on Amazon thank you Amazon for letting me know you didn't I found out via an hey, accident we just got on
1: there don't piss
0: them do <laughs> I know my Alexa my Alexa just went red so bingo, great right.
1: yeah. never mind everybody we're not on audible anymore <laughs>
0: Everybody stay safe, uh, stay warm, and we will see you guys at the parks real soon. Bye now.